You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin, here with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Happy Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, but it's a good Tuesday. Uh, Happy birthday to Beanie Man. That song right there. That song right there. Andy, you don't miss. You don't miss all the time, all the time. So... Definitely uh, a great show lined up for you today. Uh, you've seen you've seen the flyers. You've seen what we're talking about, hopefully. Uh, but come on up in here. Welcome in. If you have anything that you'd like to chime in on throughout the conversation today, you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You could also join us right now over in our YouTube chat, which is uh, at KBLA1580 on YouTube. Uh, if you have a hard time finding it, type in The Rob Report. I'm right here. I'm smiling. I'm happy to uh, to have you here. Happy to have you joining us. And our community is happy to have you in here as well. Um, well, listen, also, just to give you a heads up, we do have something called an open mic feature that's on our app. It's, it's really cool. You guys got to check it out. If you haven't done so yet, go ahead and leave us an open mic a note from you. You can record a message to me or any other host for that matter and uh, and give us your thoughts on, you know, what's going on. Maybe you just want to say hello. You can do that too. Uh, let's go ahead and get to a couple of the updates that I have for you. There's a lot going on, but I do want to get on with the show, so I won't hold you long. <laughs> uh, did you know, I, I had no idea this uh, information just really kind of came out recently. That a Georgia sheriff, um, he he's pleading guilty, or he pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge of sexual battery after groping Judge Hatchet. Judge Hatchet, our beloved Judge Hatchet. Uh, you know her from her television show. She's been a lawyer, uh, or excuse me, a judge for umpteen years, and. Uh, yeah, he he actually did this. He was he had to be stopped. This happened at an event. He groped her. He groped her in public right in front of everybody. And someone actually had to step in and stop him from grabbing her. And um, so we'll see what happens with that. I'll definitely definitely keep you updated once we find out anything. But I'm so sorry that happened to her. She says she pretty much has been changed forever since that that has happened to her. And I can only imagine in what ways because you're not used to that being who she is as a matter of fact uh, I'm sure she wasn't used to that and someone violated her so we will keep you updated on that um this is a very interesting (laughs) this this happened today comedian Lunell whom I love by the way I, I love her I think she's funny I think she's great she had a post uh she posted a message and she actually deleted the message and she sent an RIP, a rest in peace, to Tito Jackson of the Jackson 5. She basically sent the message and posted it to his sons. And uh, the message was a rest in peace message. And people are like, what? What do you mean? What happened? What's going on? Cheryl Lee Ralph, she, you could see her commenting inside, uh, inside the post. And she says, yeah, um, everybody was just so surprised. Well, we later found out that that was untrue. She deleted that message, by the way. And we found out that it was untrue. There was uh, Lauren LaRosa who spoke to Tito's manager and, in fact, confirmed that he is alive and well and working on more music. So um, 
we can rest assured that he's okay. But I don't know what information, number one, that Lunell had uh, to make her post that. But secondly, I don't know what made her post that when the family hadn't even said anything. Sometimes we are just so quick to try to be the first to do it, try to be the first ones um, who are, who's leading the pack. And so everybody can quote you. Everybody can retweet or repost what you've posted. And that's not always a good look. So I hope Lunell did learn from that experience. It turns out he is alive and he's well, according to his manager. So um, she's not said anything thus far as far as, uh, uh, you know, a response or an apology or anything like that. But we'll see what happens uh, if she does, in fact, come out and say, you know, that she regrets posting that message. We'll see. And, you know, I'm going to keep you posted right here on The Raw Report. Um Congratulations goes out to Serena Williams and her husband, uh, Alexis Ohanian. Uh, they have welcomed another baby. This is literally right after Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. It's baby season right now, I guess. Uh, their little girl is named Adira River Ohanian. How or Ohanian? Um, how cute is that? Very, very cute. So congratulations to them. Um, lastly, I want to report if you're interested in this at all. I've not heard one episode, but Cameron and Mace, <laughs> two rappers who who've turned uh, journalists, I guess, or podcast hosts, they have reportedly signed an eight-figure deal with Underdog Fantasy. I mean, an eight-figure deal. I understand. Listen, sometimes clips and things like that go viral, which I've responded. I've responded to a couple of things that I've seen online. But I didn't know it was popping like that. Eight figures. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations to them. I'm not hating on anybody and their money. So go ahead and make that happen, Cameron and May. So good for you guys. Um, I will have a question of the day. I will get that up to you guys very, very soon inside of our YouTube. Uh, we'll put that as a poll for you guys to, uh, to uh, vote on. But right now, let's go ahead and get into the Raw Report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. Okay, well, we are talking about Nia Long. <laughs> Nia Long is filing for full custody. She's she's requesting at least full custody right now of the son that she has with Ime Udoka. Um, we all know what happened, but we, and why she's uh, requesting full custody we'll talk about why we'll talk about what happened that led up to this and then is there any validity to this I have I have things that I want to say and I'm sure that our guest contributor that we have today I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about it as well and I'm looking forward to uh to speaking with him about that and um Let's see. What else do we have for you guys? There's there's a few things that I want to talk about. Uh, there is a TikToker. Her name is Bobby Altoff. And uh, she went viral for talking uh, to she's interviewing a bunch of different guys who are a part of the culture. Drake. Uh, she's talked to Lil Yachty. She's talked to Funny Mark. There's a, a bunch of people who she's gotten kind of famous off of. She already had a name, but she's gotten famous all the off of these people. And um, now she's having her own conversations on the side with her own people. I want to talk about that. It makes me feel some kind of way. <laughs> we'll see. We'll break it down, tell you exactly who she is, what's happened uh, as a result of her and having these conversations with these different celebrities. 
Also, we learned that Wendy Williams reportedly now she's opened up a secret bank account for her her earnings that she'll make in the future. Hopefully, she's going to continue to make some money in the future. And she's opened up a, a bank account. We'll talk about that on the other side as well with a new contributor that we have today. And I'm excited to introduce him to you all. Uh, you are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Lil Real. All right now, I'm hanging out with Robin on The Raw Report. And you already know that I'm not here to break down these topics by myself. I am joined on the phone. We have uh, a new contributor I'm so excited to talk to. Please welcome Jalon Webster. He is one of the voices that you can hear on the Nice and Neat podcast. Uh, I am so excited to talk to you, Jalon. How are you? I am doing well, Ms. Robin. Thank you for the intro. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining me today. And uh, if you don't mind, let our listeners know a little bit about you and uh, and your podcast. So I am one third of Nice and Neat, the podcast. We are a podcast that talks about the 360 degree development of men. Um, we're a space where, men, you're looking for a voice. Uh, and also to be heard, and also women, you're looking for a place to learn. So we got a little bit of something for everybody. Um, we actually are predominantly women. You know, women seem to want to get that knowledge and want to learn and be a fly on the wall a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we are a men's podcast, you know, so we, we, we do a lot. We do a lot. I hope everyone listens to an episode after this. <laughs> I'm sure they will. That's that's how we do. That's how we get down over here. Um, well, definitely good to hear from you. And I think it's the timing could not be more perfect for you to, <laughs> to come on as a contributor today. Because as you know, we are talking about, um, I, I really want to break this topic down and get it from your perspective. We're going to jump right into this Nia Long situation where she's requesting full custody of the child that she shares with Ime Udoka. And uh, we all know, but just to kind of give a quick synopsis, we know that last year uh, Ime was caught cheating uh, on on Nia Long with, um, I guess, another member of the Celtics. Well, I don't know her exact position, but another member of the uh, uh, Boston Celtics. And uh, she was somewhere in the management. She was working with the team. And uh, a lot happened as a result of that. He was suspended for a year. Obviously, he had broken up with uh, or Nia Long had broken up with him. And, you know, he just had to be clowned for a whole year. He had to sit down and be clowned for a whole year because everybody was like, how are you cheating on Nia Long? Right. Um, We don't know the situation of what happened behind the scenes. But now um, it seems as though there were rumors recently, Jelana. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but. It seemed as though they were working it out. Nia Long and Ime were working it out. There there were rumors. Um, But then all of a sudden we see we get hit with the headline talking about she's requesting full custody. Now, from your perspective, and I'm sure you know everything about what happened. um, Give me your thoughts on that, on, on the fact that what what they went through. Obviously, the son was affected, but what they went through was a relationship situation. It was between the two of them. So for her to right. request now full custody, um, do you agree with that? Do you see a problem with it? Give me your thoughts on it. You know, I don't want to just jump in and say I see a problem with it mm-hmm. or I don't see a problem with it. I know this is a two-part question. Mm-hmm. So I answer, I answer the first part first in reference to just their relationship. Um, we don't know. First and foremost, I'm not speaking bad about Miss Nia Long or Ime at mm-hmm, all. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, we don't know what is happening behind the scenes, so we'll start by there. Um, also, with him being a head coach of an NBA team, he has a very, very strenuous schedule where he's on the road for nine months out of the year. Mm. So we don't know if being full-time, full custody for her is more beneficial for her decision-making as they continue to maneuver as co-parents. So we don't know if that's the case. We don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as speaking to the question, if cheating should interfere with his right to be a parent or not, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that cheating has anybody has to interfere with anybody being a parent. Unless you are in the space afterwards of the cheating causing any turmoil toward the child, I think everybody deserves this opportunity to be a full-time parent, uh, to be a part-time parent, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you move into the space of saying like, yo, you because you cheated, um, I don't want you to parent our child full-time, mm-hmm. I, I think we got to take the emotion out of it when we go to that. Unless it is something that is actually hindering your parenting ability, you deserve the opportunity to be a full-time co-parent in that space. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't understand what exactly is happening, but speaking to the question of if someone cheats, should they have any of their parental rights revoked? No, I don't agree with that at all. Mm. I don't think that should ever take precedence in the relationship that your child has with the parent, ever. Mm. And I don't think you could dictate how someone is going to parent when they're not with you based off of what they did while they were with you. Uh, you made some excellent points right there. Um, me, you know, it's funny. I have this con- I have this conversation whenever we hear about uh, a celebrity couple and the man happens to cheat on the woman and uh, say we, we've seen it all. We've seen Halle Berry go through it. We've seen Beyonce go through it. Uh, you know, Nia Long, we've seen her go through it. And I always say, um, Getting back to the point that you just made, we don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes, right? Um, now, people automatically want to look at the beauty of a person and say they could never, right? They could never cheat on this person because th- that this person is so uh, beautiful or this man is too fine or whatever it is. And um, we all know that that never lasts anyway. You become a real regular person if I wake up to you every single day, no matter how beautiful you are. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. So I agree with you. Um, it, it's not that it's Nia Long. We don't know. But I, but also, I like to take situations like this. I know Nia is going through this and requesting the, the full custody. But I like to sort of broaden the topic a little bit more and apply it to just a random a random person. Now, I know it's a little bit harder to do in this case because you made another great point. He is always traveling. Now he is the coach of the uh, Houston Rockets. Is, is that still the case? Houston Rockets. Correct. Okay, so uh, so what you're saying is still applies. He's still traveling a lot. Um, so maybe that does work in her favor, but he was also traveling a lot before he was before he stopped, uh he got caught cheating. So if she wasn't trying to get full custody then, then it makes it seem as though um because of this now she's trying to get full custody. But um again, I just I just feel like that doesn't have any bearing on how that parent is with their child. So it almost right. seems like an extra dig, an extra 
you know, like I'm gonna hurt you even further. And I'm I'm not saying that that's the case with Nia. I'm not I'm not claiming that that's what she's feeling at all. I'm just saying that's the the optics of it, right? That's what it looks like from from afar. And and, and if we're looking at it like that, I can't really get down like that. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, if, if if that is if that's one perspective that we're grasping it from, then yeah, no, I can't get with it like that. Um, if we're looking at it wholly and we're looking at it, she didn't request full custody while they're together because just simply they were together. And when he was home, he was home. And when he wasn't, he wasn't. You know, that could be one thing as well. But mm-hmm. with him being, this is something I thought about, you know, as you were speaking, with him being gone, nine months out of the year and she needs a decision made you know legally you got to have both parents make a decision made when you're not full custody mm-hmm. so if she's full custody and she needs a decision made and he's on the road he might be in the air whatever it is and he's not her partner to be able to make that decision and they're kind of in a co-parenting situation mm-hmm. it may be more beneficial for her to be the full par- the full-time parent you know mm-hmm. legally mm-hmm. uh and when we're in the space as well of you know, if is it a, is, if it's a it's if it's a dig, right? Mm-hmm. I'll take this outside of Nia, and I'll just talk about our community specifically. Um, it's a lot of emotion that we have to take out of parenting. You know, when we look at parenting, mm-hmm. it's not just what we do. We are trying to create the best human being that we can possibly create mm-hmm. at the expense of our feelings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, just because you feel a certain type of way. You know, what kind of human being are you you creating? If you're taking your son away from his father and he's eventually going to be a man one day, who is he learning how to be a man from? Mm. You know, this is somebody who you, you decided to create life with and in deciding to create life, because it was one decision that wasn't in your favor, you can't make your child operate in the same space that you operate in because of your hurt, whether it's a male or a female. So I think... When we become parents, we got to take the space of, yo, this is my life and this is how I operate and understand we no longer living for ourselves. We're living for that child. Yeah. So you got to make the decision that is best for that child. So I pray, truthfully, I really pray that her being her being her applying for full custody and that's what she wants is because it's what's best for the child and the decision making over that child rather than a dead. You over here dropping mics and dropping nuggets and whatnot. Uh, I completely agree with you. And, you know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt. More than likely, there has to be something else that's informing her decision to to do something like this, right? Uh, because if he is a great dad, then then maybe it maybe it's something else. Maybe it is the, yeah. uh, the fact that she requires making certain judgment calls when he's not around or when he is uh, not accessible. Let's go ahead and get this comment from uh, Fahim. Fahima, who is calling on the line. Hey, Fahima. Hey, uh, um, Robin, and greetings to your guest. Just very briefly, the, the, the thing is, one, you're not going to really have this type of thing. One, they, aren't, they weren't legally married, and they have not had any extended period of time of living together as a family. I think when this issue broke... Uh, they were about to uh, they, they were about to uh, live together. So, I, you know, I just would uh, caution us to about the validity of this, because oftentimes things are reported in the press just to get tongues wagging. One, they're not married. 
And the thing is, is that if he's coaching in one place, he's going to be just as much of a father in the kid's life anyway. So I, I think this, it just sounds real. It just doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound correct to me. Mm, okay. It, that's a fair point. And uh, to that point, Fahima, this is why I was saying that I like to talk about uh, a situation. And of course, we're breaking it down because it, that's the headline, Nia and, uh, and yeah. Ime Udoka. But to apply this to a, a broader uh, situation, there are plenty of people, plenty of people who are going through this exact situation, right? And so I want to talk about it from that lens. Is it is it right? And under yeah, and under what circumstances really should he have to give up? Is it just because he cheated that uh that that says he uh he he needs to lose custody, you know, uh, of of his child? I'm not I'm not sure about that. Um well, yeah. Joint yeah, go ahead, custody means joint custody means that one person is the custodial parent and that that doesn't mean that the other parent loses their their parental rights. No, of but course for the not. most no. part, he's been the custodial parent because they haven't lived any spending period of time as a family because he's always been teaching, been coaching in one place and she's been living in another place, which is the case now. So again, I just, I, I, I just, I don't know how valid this is. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for calling Fahima. Appreciate you and, uh, and your point. Thank you. Jalan. Um, what do, what do you say about this? I mean, I know you uh, on your podcast discuss you know things from a male uh, point of view and all of that stuff. So just let's take Ime out of this situation for a quick moment. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on uh, on on what? Well, number one, actually, let's just look at it from this point of view. Give me quickly what you think about um, about this. Is do you think this is just a grab? Do you think this is just a, a headline to get everybody talking, or uh, perhaps maybe a little bit of validity to it? Um, you know what, I, I I really do like to have a lot of grace and give people the benefit of the doubt a lot more than not. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say the headline. I'm going to say it's a headline. It's just a grab. It's a lot more involved with it. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's a dig. Um, I don't know his personal life. I don't know her personal life. So from the perspective of just me looking at what I ha- the information that I have, I'm going to say it's a headline. It's a okay. headline. Um, and it, I, I don't think it's a, it, any dig at all. Okay, that's very, that's very fair. Uh, I will say this before, uh, before we move on. Um, we know that Nia Long is releasing a, a memoir that is soon to come. I don't know legally if she has any uh, any rights to do certain things or talk about certain things. I don't know if that's where she's coming from. If this is true, if this is uh, if this is what's happening, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see. Again, right now, a lot of the things come to the forefront before before everything else is expounded upon. We will see, and I will keep everybody updated once we find out. Um, let's keep you on the line Jalan so that we can go ahead and discuss some other things when we come forward right now we've got news traffic and sports you are listening to the Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580 oh boy you are listening to the Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580 come on up in here if you're just joining us we're having a conversation uh, about Nia Long and requesting full custody of her child that she shares with Ime Udoka. We will see what happens with that. All all in all, here's where I stand, where I will always stand, is hoping the best for black families, hoping the best for black love. And even if the two of them cannot reconcile, hopefully, hopefully they can do their uh, co-parenting just fine and they can move on and still be... um, 
a healthy, happy family. And I believe an example that's possible to still be an example to other people who are watching. So that's where I will leave that. We are uh, joined by our, our wonderful contributor who uh, is on the line with us for the very first time today, Jalon Webster. Um, so good to have you here, Jalon. I Thank do you. want to, um, of course, I want to go ahead and discuss this new podcaster let me just try to give a brief overview for anyone who does not know who bobby altoff is um before into that yes I, I wanted to i wanted to really give you a kudos for for uplifting the black family i think that's something that's mm. super important um and it often goes overlooked and that really is the foundation to all of the struggle that we feel that we have and shortcomings so that is extremely important. They can still be a strong black family mm. without actually being in a relationship together. So I do appreciate you saying that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for uh, for that. And definitely, if you know me or listen to me uh, a lot, I really am about black love. Like I really am. And I believe that in all situations, you can still try to find something, something to hold on to that could serve as an example for other black people in our community. Andy, uh, did you want to? Go ahead and say something. Yeah, I know this is probably a little bit random or whatnot, but, you know, you guys talking about family and the upliftment of the black family had me thinking about a conversation that I had years ago about how when we watch TV, mm -hmm. right, us black folk, we don't like the Cosby show because we can't relate to them. But when you think about the family values in that show, mm -hmm. how close they were, how connected they were, I feel like that's something that we should aspire to be. But yet. A segment of us, let me not say all of us, but mm -hmm. a segment of us feels like they can't identify with that. And why would they not be able to identify be, with Nia be, and Ime? Well, I was talking about the family. Family. Oh, the More, family. Not oh, necessarily oh, Ime and okay. Nia Long. The family How you was big enough family and got how you. Brother Jalan was just like, yo, I, I like the way you was big enough mm -hmm. the black family. Mm -hmm. And it just got me thinking about how we look at a, a black family, although it's just a TV show. You know what I'm saying? You would think that they represent black excellence is that fair to say mm -hmm, sure you know what i'm saying but it's just it was just funny to me mm -hmm. how uh, uh, uh some of us don't uh hold that show in reverence because mm -hmm. they don't identify but i'm just I'm, i just feel like that's a great example to to aspire to you know what yeah. i'm saying it just got me thinking like we really just we love trauma yeah you know what i mean yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll 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 identify with that more so than you know something more positive with regards to you know keeping the black family structure strong you know what that's it's a it's a really good point that you're making andy uh the two points that i will say in regards to that is number one i think what we loved about the cosby show is even if we could not relate to it per se we still aspired to be that right we we aspire to have that one day and then not only that but as uh as as we've gone on um and we've all grown up and become adults and everything i think this generation right here now more than ever has more dads has more black men involved uh so we can relate more so to the black family unit mm. just my thoughts on that jalon you <laughs> I, I i definitely feel like we have a resurgence in um in a parenting um I want to see that resurgence in the unit. I think mm. that people are being better parents. I think fathers are being present. I think mothers are being present. But I would love to see that love mm -hmm. in between all three so the child can also be whole in that. Um, that's something that's really important to me. And me and, my, me and my lady, we talk about it all the time. Just the importance of just doing this together and understand that we're 
we are the beginning of this. So everything that comes after that is off of the back of our love and off of the back of what we pour into it. So it's really up to us. Mm. It, so you're just saying as a as a unit together, uh, even ideally, you're saying in one household, a marriage, just a unit, like one unit moving together and raising their children together. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. It, it just feels like and I don't know if this is because of social media, but. It does feel like for me, I see a lot of that. I feel like I see a lot of families together, a lot of fathers in the home and they're mm-hmm. making content and they're, you know, um, filming what it's like to take their kids to school and different things like that, where, um, yeah. again, I don't know what's a facade or or not because social media these days, you just never know. People put up a front all the time, but I do feel like... Um, I'm seeing more of it. Now, I do understand there is an entire, uh, to use Andy's word, there's an an entire segment of us who are um, still, they don't have faith in, in black love. And the way that they talk, I mean, this is something that I could talk about all day. Like, I, I really can't stand ways in which women are with men and the ways in which men are with women these days and how... You know, we have all these different standards and whatnot and how, uh, you know, love is just is not at the forefront anymore. It's really about the way you look as a woman and it's about how much you pull in money wise for the men. You know what I mean? And so there is that segment of folks who are still trying to figure it out. But as far as love within the same household, married or at least together raising their kids, I do see a lot more of that. So um, shout out to the ones who are doing it. I'm a forever believer in love. I'm a forever believer in that. So, um, just my thoughts on it. Um, and I, again, Jelana, I appreciate you saying that. Um, let's go ahead and quickly get into this thing because Bobby Altoff, she's this, uh, young woman who, uh, she's a white girl. She is sort of sarcastic. She is, um, she's actually, she was popular before she became a podcaster. She was on TikTok. She was a creator, um, doing different things for her followers, had a, a, a large following. But once she started getting into the podcast world, she blew up. And she blew up because she started interviewing folks like Drake and folks like uh, Little Yachty and other uh, and funny market Marco and uh, different people like that. And she she had this really sort of infamous really interview with Drake. She was sitting, they were both laying in a bed together. It wasn't like that. They were just, the bed was sort of the set, the set of the podcast. And um, Mm -hmm. it was funny. She shared like a clip from the, from the podcast, from the interview. And the problem is this, Jalon, you got to give me your thoughts on this and straighten me out. If I'm looking at it all wrong, the problem is this, this is a girl. Yeah. She doesn't have anything really to do with the culture. And when I say the culture, I really mean like us, Hip hop music. This is a. I mean, this is a girl who really had nothing to do with that. But she got famous off of off of our guys, off of black celebrities, rappers, musicians, um, or entertainers, and uh, that pretty much blew her up. It propelled her forward. Now, fast forward, uh, she did have a sort of an awkward moment with Drake, and uh, they actually had become friends. They were following each other online, which got her more notoriety, and. Um, lo and behold we found out that she's actually married and that uh, there were rumors that it could could have caused a little stir in her marriage this interview with drake she wound up deleting the interview uh she had an an interesting kind of awkward interview with lil yachty 
And now she is on another podcast, one of her own people in her own community, talking about <laughs> her interview with Lil Yachty, talking about some of these things and how they're a little awkward. Andy, do we have a little piece of that? Can we uh, can we play? Okay, maybe we could get to it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, the so the comments, I'm reading the comments a lot of the times when, <laughs> when things like this are posted. And people have a problem with the fact that you used... The culture seemingly seemingly you used our culture to get famous and then you want to bash us you want to run back to your own people your own community and bash us sort of hating on us uh afterwards give me your thoughts on that because i'm kind of feeling I, i'm i'm feeling that a little bit more than i am you know extending some grace at this point you tell me if i'm off <laughs> okay okay um this is another another layered conversation yeah um um, I definitely appreciate your take as well. And what I do know about uh, the podcaster is she portrays a dry humor. She's like mm-hmm. a dry humored woman that doesn't really care about like pop culture, uh, doesn't care about doing her own research on the individual and kind of just talks to someone to expose almost how full full of themselves that they are, mm-hmm. even the things that don't appear to be full of themselves. Right. Sure. Um, just a little bit about her. So now, as far as, uh, I know, she has had Drake and little Yachty on there as far as people were referring to the culture. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times as black people, we just like have this one big black people category that we kind of like create. And we expect everybody to kind of like follow this code and do the things that we do. And I'm specifically talking about the, uh, artists that she had on, um, And I I feel like there is a difference in black people who are here to protect the culture. And then there's a difference in black people who kind of like have their own personal agendas. Mm -hmm. They want to kind of gatekeep the culture, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So um, using using Drake and Yachty, like not trying to be funny at all. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't think we look at them as. Yo, these are black celebrities. They're celebrities that happen to be black. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of a difference in that space. Like black celebrities, we look at as somebody who's going to protect, somebody who's not going to allow the culture to get stepped on any way, shape, or form. And they're just going to always make sure that we're propelled forward mm-hmm. in this, within the industry, especially. So, you know, we'll use, we'll use a Jesse Williams, for example. We know Jesse Williams isn't going to take a role in his he's an actor he's not going to take a role that's going to make the culture look bad Mm -hmm. simply because not because it's going to pay him a lot of money but because he like hey yo i still got a job to do here and i still want that to be protected Mm -hmm. i don't think those guys fall under that category so i wouldn't say that they that she's using these particular people Mm -hmm. in order to propel what she's trying to do now um, in that, I also have seen her interview, uh, Mark Cuban, somebody who I do follow that is not mm-hmm. necessarily a part of our culture, but mm-hmm. I do follow him. I do understand. And she was just kind of like an annoyance to him as well. Mm-hmm. From my understanding <laughs> with the Drake situation, uh, he played, um, a song by Tyga called taste during the interview. And because he played it during the interview, it's not, it wasn't licensed for its usage during the interview so they had to delete it mm. it was it was the highest listened to and watched podcast she's ever dropped um and they had to delete that some people say that drake did it um 
out of spite mm-hmm. to make sure that the team could go ahead and pull that down after a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's, which would be brilliant if he's that <laughs> ahead of me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and there's also people who say that she's an industry plant. You know, I do podcasting. I understand how difficult it is. Um, I do understand uh, how how stratospheric it is to get those kind of people to come on to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people, it, there's, there's a lot of things that are being said. Um, I feel like myself, speaking to our culture and protecting our culture, uh, there is a space of responsibility that we do have when we say that we are people who protect the culture mm-hmm. um i don't know can you can you tell me what she's saying on these other podcasts about those specific in, in, interviews yeah we have a small clip let's play this uh briefly and then we'll uh then yeah we'll we'll talk about it after by boat yeah but i walked into his house I and it was like, super she's awkward talking about like, little yachty he's really kind of awkward and i've heard that going into it but me with another awkward person is like i think it's because you guys are awkward maybe that's why but if you are guys not are awkward, or are you guys aren't because oh, he you. was awkward i walked into his house he didn't even like say hi to me so then i was like said let's go to the bathroom so then we go to the <laughs> bathroom and then we like get out and then he's like um, he's just sitting there with like his two assistants and he's not even acknowledging that I'm like in the room and my oh, camera guy's like my ske- setting up. I'm just sitting there like Skin on crawling. my phone, like tr- I'm like trying. And then he comes up, he's like, oh, hi, gives me like a half hug. And I'm just like, hi, then goes back to his spot. And I'm like, dude, I don't even want to do this. I'm texting my friend like, Ashley, I need to leave. This is so awkward. I don't want it. Like, what am I doing here? And then she's like, lean into this during the interview, like call it out. So then during our interview, I was able to be like, why did you do that? Like, why did you make me Give feel me like that? Material. Yeah. So it was actually really, it worked out. Okay. L- now that you've heard that, let's let <laughs> we're going to well, hold on. I want you to put a pin on this conversation very quickly. Uh, when we come forward, we'll get what you have to say about it, Jalan, because now that you've heard it, maybe, we, you know, that uh, kind of gave you a little bit more insight to it. Uh, stay right there. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at The Raw Report. All right, we are winding down to our last few minutes, but Jalan, now that you've heard this uh, this clip of her talking about this, how awkward it was with Lil Yachty, um, give me your mm-hmm. thoughts. Does it change anything about how you feel? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Okay. It does. Um, as a podcaster, it's our job and our duty to um, protect the people that we choose to bring on our show and our platform um, and what that looks like mm-hmm. because... From my from my looking while we were on break, I just went and looked, and she got five million five point seven. So we'll just round up to six million views in a month, mm-hmm. less than a month. And um, anybody who's listening to this, you even Robin, mm-hmm. as a radio host, if you got five point seven million views on something in a month, you're not gonna go on bad go go and talk bad about Jalan, mm-hmm. you know, right? And say how awkward it was, and you know, say how how. I didn't I didn't greet you or or point out the things that you felt like were shortcoming within me. I, I definitely don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like that. And I feel like uh, in understanding that we do have to take into account that race does exist. Like we can't just partially be in a colorblind space because of out of convenience. Like even in race existing, you got to be more sensitive in understanding that you are a white woman, which America protects more than anybody mm-hmm. in this world, more than anybody in this country. 
America protects white women. And then you're speaking about those things about a black man and bringing negative eyes off of the back of some of the success that you received. So I definitely don't appreciate that. I don't like that. Um, and th- that goes back to the space of, again, protecting the culture that we're talking about. You right, know, when right. me as a as an entertainer, my understanding of why would I be going on this podcast with this with this lady specifically? Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 am I doing that for? I couldn't see somebody who was in a space of like, yo, like rather than worrying about my own agenda, I am looking at building our community. Why would I go on this podcast? Why does exactly. that benefit me? Exactly. You know, that's, that's something that that they have to look at as well in being talked about in a negative light like that that's part of the risk that you take in trying to play that game Mm. so i'm not a i'm not a fan of that truth truthfully i'm not a fan of her um i've seen the the dry humor and the things like that um that could be some form of entertainment for some people but me i'm kind of an evergreen guy i would love to be able to get people to go back to any interview that I've ever done or we've done on nice and neat and people can receive value from it. And that's not what I get from her. Well, you know, um, that's the importance of putting things in context. Like now that we've played that clip, I think it's a little bit more understandable why people are discussing, listen, what there's two, this is twofold. What would make Drake and little Yachty and uh, all the, all the entertainers that we named go on to her show? Because let's keep in mind, she did not have 5 million uh, followers. She had, she had a large following. It was probably somewhere around the 500,000 mark. Um, And she continued to rise because of these guys who came onto her shows. That's number one. Number two, she did intentionally go after. She initially wanted Funny Marco on the show. And then she DM'd Drake. And Drake actually said, yeah, I'll I'll be on the show. And so she made this happen. She went after them. Now, people are now coming to her because they do understand, you know, uh, how funny she is and and the weight of... um, of her her platform but it does make it seem like it's a little bit um that she that she used it and that she's being a little bit salacious by the way she's going around talking about them now and so it's it's not appreciated like you said um we're running out of time we don't even have time to break this down completely my goodness but i've enjoyed having you on the show i've enjoyed uh your your input thank you so much for coming on and again can you let everybody know where they can find you online you can find me personally on Instagram at just.jalon, just.jalon, or you can find Nice and Neat the Podcast at Nice and Neat the Podcast across all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. You can find us there. And make sure you, you leave a comment. Let us know that you came straight over from Ms. Robin's amazing, amazing radio show, and you heard us there. Also, one more thing. We are having a live podcast on September 8th in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, make your way over to one of those handles that I just read out and you will see the opportunity to buy a ticket there. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, again, I- I'm going to post that in our YouTube as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I really hope to have you back sometime very, very soon, Jalon. Thank you again. Thank you for having me, Robin. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, you guys... Tomorrow, there's a, we're going to get you a who's got next one way or the other this week, you guys. <laughs> Truly appreciate you. I appreciate Jalon for uh, calling in today. And remember today and every day forward to be a blessing.